This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Homes.com knows having the right agent can make or break your home search. That's why they provide home shoppers with an agent directory that gives you a detailed look at each agent's experience, like the number of closed sales in a specific neighborhood, average price range, and more. It lets you easily connect with all the agents in the area you're searching so you can find the right agent with the right experience and ultimately the right home for you. Homes.com. We've done your homework. Welcome to a special edition of Nerdificent. We are going to be covering Endgame. So if you haven't seen Avengers Endgame, you might want to not listen to this episode on Endgame. I am <laughs> one half of your host, Danny Fernandez, and sitting across from me. Yeah, if you want way, ready to talk about Endgame. I know you really wanted to talk about this last week on yeah, our other yeah, episode. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was just excited for people to know. It's about to happen. And uh, we are joined by pop culture critic. You have seen her words on Playboy, Polygon, The Hollywood Reporter, Teen Vogue. She was here for our Captain Marvel episode. It is Joelle Monique. Hey, what's up? I'm so excited to talk about this movie. So and, uh, at this point, you're a resident critic. You know? Yes. You've, you've been through it for a few. We did Ant-Man and the Wasp, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Captain oh, yeah. Marvel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have did all the movies after yeah. Infinity War up until... It's true. I'm your Marvel person, yeah. and I feel really special about that. Ooh, well... Yeah, so when how many times have you... Have you seen it once now or twice? I have seen it once. Okay. But it was a lasting experience, and of I haven't course. talked about... haven't stopped talking about it since. Like, even Game of Thrones Day, I was still talking about Avengers, so... I feel good about it. I know it really sat, I mean, it also sat with me as well. It was something that, honestly, even though it was three hours, didn't feel like it. Not at all. Didn't feel like three hours. Yeah. Um. So I guess we could just dive right into it. How it. did you feel, how did you feel about it compared to all the other MCU films? So I went back and watched most of the MCU films before, and then every film that was very specifically inside of this film, I watched again afterwards. And I felt... So this movie had we're wrapping up so many storylines that it has like this very like lovely prominent place like it's the end of like the great Tony Stark like um emotional daddy drama saga and then also you get the end of Captain Marvel's like sacrificial journey um but in the same way that I feel like Ultron left people with a lot of questions this movie left me with a lot of questions However, I will say I rewatched Ultron 
and I have those questions anymore because Ultron was setting up questions to be answered later. <laughs> it's yeah. hard to judge a series in the middle. Like, as an end of a chapter, you're like, so good. Like, I feel like we got where we needed to be. You know, I have questions about some of the deaths, but overall, I was like, you know, this is a really solid place to land. Um, we'll have to see where they pick up some of the strands, some of the questions later. It's hard to sort of judge the film in a series when you don't know how it's going to end. Yeah, for me, it was great. I think it did a great job closing the book on just kind of the the original MCU crew, like, you know, Cap, you know, wrap that story up, which is was beautiful to me as a fan of the comics because that doesn't happen in the comics. In the comics, Cap just keeps fighting. You mm-hmm. never, he do, he never gets that back. So for him to be able to get that back in the movies was like an extra surprise it didn't see coming. Uh, and I'm like Batman, it makes sense for him to rest. Yeah, this is a decision Captain America would make. Iron Man, you know, finally getting wrapped up, which you know was great. I think I called that. I said they were both gonna die. I mean, they both didn't die, but they both kind of got wrapped. Their stories wrapped, and you know, it seems like they're gonna kind of bunch Thor with Guardians, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know, which is which is the interesting thing. Uh, Black Widow dead. I think she's gone. I think they they smoked her. the The movie that's on the docket is a prequel. Uh, like that's uh, so they're just gonna do the prequel. It 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 does seem weird to do a prequel. Yeah, that she's I know. Smoked, but I mean, I feel like th- a prequel coming after time travel, knowing that the zones Soul Stone is an exchange, mm-hmm. and that Captain went to place all the stones back exactly where they picked them up. She could easily pop back up. Yeah, I just don't think that it's necessary, though. Sometimes I, I feel I sometimes I feel like it's okay to. That's it, like real life. It's okay sometimes to retire or lose our heroes. That happened in real life. We lose people that we care about in real life. And um, it's funny that you. I know that you wrote for um, Playboy. I just wrote a thing, a piece for them on. Um, how Endgame tackles uh, failure and mortality and mainly Mm -hmm. how I, when I watched this movie, I watched it as someone that has depression, seeing how they were put into this bleak world where they suddenly found themselves purposeless. They suddenly had no purpose anymore. They were so lost and didn't didn't know how to carry, how do you carry on when you feel like you have no more purpose? How do you carry on after grief? How do you carry on after loss? And so that to me, when I walked out and everyone's like, how do you like, how did you like it? And to me, it was like, oh my gosh, it spoke to me from that place of it was the most vulnerable I had ever seen them. That to me is the side that I that I wanted to see. And yeah, they've all we've had loss in other in other films, but this was the first time where it was really like this might not work out. Yeah. That five year jump is what really kind of skews with your head at the beginning because at first it's like okay, well we're picking up and we're gonna find us. Oh, like there's yeah. nothing uh, that for was them that, to yeah, do. Yeah, that was a great moment, and there were just lots of good breadcrumbs within all that. Be like you know, Cap saying how he. This is a second loss for him because he had that loss. And it really did. There were a lot of setups that were great. There were some a little heavy handed. Like, I don't think Tony Stark needed to say, and don't die in the process. I was like, all right, this is, this is, but, but I always say those ones are for the people in the back who are, who are like, <laughs> what's going to happen? It's like, oh, uh, <laughs> there is a, something that's been making waves recently that didn't ping for me, but it seems like a lot of people feel a certain way. And it's about uh, Fat Thor. People I love Fat pe- Thor. As I a love, fat person, I love Fat Thor. That's the, and that's my thing, too, is like, you know, I I saw no problem because they, they didn't have any fat jokes. And then at the end of the 
like really him being fat felt like it was an effect of his like depression which Mm -hmm. he had he was depressed because he felt that he couldn't save people and then when he gets good he doesn't get skinny it's not like he gets lightning zapped his body and then they're saying like oh Mm -hmm. fat is depressed it just was an effect of it and he just was totally he gets to say the line like "I'm still worthy" while he's fat. Like yeah. he gets his yeah. hammer back. Like it's not, it's, and it's not anything that anybody makes fun of him for. Yeah, it. you know, exactly. they're mostly just concerned about like, so you're drinking a lot. We noticed, it's, and, and like, we need you to come back to Earth and like do that's your the, job. <laughs> I pointed that out in Candy Dinner that there there was no like direct fat jokes. Mm-hmm. It was just all his drinking. Like that's, and yet like there seems to be this big you know uh, thing, and I can't control how anybody feels about it. Yeah. But it, it gets to the point where it's like people are kind of like you know him being fat is a fat joke. Yeah. And it's like at some point it's like you're almost like not allowing people to show. People larger on screen? I don't know. I'll I'd... split hairs with it and say yeah. this. It on the one hand, like you have to be media literate. You need to like look at things and see like how they're portraying it. Yeah. And and to that effect, like, no, I, I personally don't think that anybody's making fun of Thor's body. On the other hand, I know that there's a lot of frustration as we watch a lot of very thin people put on bodysuits yeah. and portray fat people, and there are a lot of fat actors who could be doing these roles. Um, this is not one of them though. Yeah. Like we couldn't replace you're not going to replace Chris Hemsworth. It's just never going to happen. Yeah. So um, the, did the body still look great? No. We don't see a lot of fat bodies. I think we're still trying to figure out how to portray them in yeah. a way that with dignity, essentially, and not play it for jokes. They got pretty close. For for someone who hit 280 <laughs> and hit 280 muscular, th- that, was, that was one thing that people were like, oh, that looked weird. It's like, no, that's like I have a picture in my phone of my body <laughs> looking yeah. like but that. But it looked kind of plasticky it, it, I mean, but that, I feel like that's just the... The limitations of like the uncanny valley with like we make alien faces. We should that's, be able to make believable that's flat, true. fat like stomachs. I think I think hard. he the one that I've saw people point out was that his mom told him to eat a salad. You know, at some she was like, "And please eat oh, yeah. a salad." But for me, also, he just she said like when she looks at him because he is depressed. Like you said, if he's intoxicated, he is has become an alcoholic. Like he as someone that has depression, he hasn't showered. Like and so to me it's almost like she when she caresses his face and she's like, you know, the future hasn't been good to you. I think she's just looking at the hardship that he is, you know, not necessarily his body, but just him as like your soul has been crushed. Yeah. You're intoxicated. My child here is like severely depressed. You know, like please take care of yourself. I think like that might be the commentary more there. It's a very mom thing to say yeah. too. Like, take care of yourself. Yeah, <laughs> like, please yeah. don't um down a bunch of Coors lights. It certainly wasn't like, oh my God, no one's gonna love him now. Well, she still yeah. and the thing was that she still she loved him so much. She knew yeah. like this is my son, you know, and you're not and I you would never, you know, it was interesting because she did say you are a failure. But and he was like, that's harsh. But it was so fascinating the way that it's like, it's okay to fail. Yeah, it's okay to fail. You know, that doesn't mean you're not worthy. And that's why when he reached for Milnor, he was still able to get it. Yeah, Like you are still valid. Definitely. I know. I mean, in that, like, I think I've made this comment before, like art always is going to affect people differently. People are going to get it differently. And, you know, no one knows the intent. And you just... Sometimes you just see something a certain way and, you know, that's how you feel about it. And I can't argue that. But it, that did kind of like shake me a bit because I it, I think it shook me more. Like maybe if it was something that I just was like, huh, and moved. I think it shook me more because I came out of it thinking like, oh, they they did a good job with not 
doing right. the hacky thing and really kind of really letting it be the effect of his depression and not have it. But I think uh, Joel just knocked it out the park on that. Uh, story wise, you know. Yeah, I, I think just hidden, like everyone said, didn't feel like three hours. It really just flowed. It kept giving us everything we needed. And as a like finale to 11 years of movies, I got to say, I love that just like as a writer, it was kind of like almost just storytelling porn that you end the you you go back to one of the most prolific moments in the avengers 2012 the new york when we first meet the avengers and we just have essentially these developed characters like having steve rogers from 2012 fight steve rogers now so you can actively see how america's he- <laughs> not only that but the way they tease like the, this is a like i talked to a bunch of people who are like, well, I've seen all the movies, and I still feel like I'm like, this is a movie designed for people who watch these movies like six times. Yeah. Because the little, like, when Steve gets in the elevator, and you're like, are we going to, is yeah. it point two? Yeah. And like, the way they build that tension for fans of being like, we know what you want to see. Now he learned his lesson. It's just a simple hail Hydra. And he thought, I was like, this is so effing good. And you yeah. get like, a thousand little moments like that where it's oh, like, yeah. tease, did you One see of this the- coming? One of my favorite things was getting to see Bruce versus like how much the Hulk has changed. I oh, yeah. lo- he out of everyone, I would say him and Nebula's story arc are my favorite. Like Bruce, so t- to have the fact that he went back in that time when we first saw the Avengers, and now we- he has rectified this part of himself that he hated so much mm-hmm. that he has now learned to live with and and seen as now a strength something that he and i don't know if you remember in the first avengers he actually said that he tried to kill himself i mean that's mm-hmm. really dark he says that he shot a bullet in his mouth and that uh the hulk spit, spit it out, out. Yeah. and now um there's a scene it's so it's so pretty <laughs> where nat is like you know where natasha where black widow where he um uh, bruce is nervous about the time travel and she says well um you did this and she's talking about him being able to be bruce and the hulk at the same time and she says i remember a time when that was almost impossible and so for me it's like oh my gosh the fact that this man has finally been able this like tormented soul has finally been able to come to terms and like be both of these things at the same time and you're really able to see that by these flashbacks like how how much of our heroes have evolved well also it's great because it's just such a a metaphor with so many things where you try and fight this part of you. Yeah. You try and fight you. You're like, I want to be not this. I This part of me, I don't want to be. And finally, learning to love that part of yourself and be one with it and see how it complements you as a human. That is just a beautiful message within itself. And I mean, this the time stuff was real cool, mostly because the pacing of it was great. We got the fun of the 2012. And then... We almost forget that they went to Vormir, Vormir, or was Vormir? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we almost forget. They they time it so perfectly for it to be the last one. We forget the one thing that they taught us about Vormir <laughs> yeah. in the last movie because we had all this stuff happen, and then you see Red Skull and you're like, oh, oh no. <laughs> see, I didn't forget, and I knew immediately. I'm I like, okay, also so remembered. Yeah, one of these two people is going to have to die, and I feel like. It is really challenging because, like, if we look at the way um, Hulk is set up, like, Hulk is the exact opposite mental space as literally everyone else. Uh, the writers did a really great interview with the New York Times where they took everybody's, like, 
most pressing questions, asked the writers and they responded. So one of them was talking about like, you know, when did you guys decide to take this route with the Hulk? Because his story, he hasn't had a solo story. It's chopped up amongst like about four right. different stories to make this arc happen for him. And if you remember in the trailers for Infinity Wars, you have Hulk in the Hulkbuster running around instead of just Bruce Banner inside of the Hulkbuster with his tiny head, giant metal body thing going on. Uh, originally, they were going to put that storyline at the end of this mo- at the end of Infinity Wars. He was going to have that transformation and be kind of like reach this equilibrium, then the snap would have happened and then we would have come back here, which wouldn't have given his character a lot to do. So it's like really smart of them to put it here. I really wish we had had more of that formation, that thought process with Nat, who is also a character who has yet to have a solo movie, who hasn't had her story really spread out. She hasn't had a a great arc across. Like you're introduced to her in uh, Iron Man 2. Tony hires her as an assistant. Then, you know, she's in Avengers and we get a lot more of her backstory. We get a little bit of a teaser of like what her life was like in uh, Ultron. Then she's kind of hanging out with Cap and being like, you should date again. That would be fun for you. Right. And we see her kick total ass, which is awesome. Nothing happens to her in all this time. And the writer said that in this one, she's supposed to be a recluse. Did you get that? Kind of. I mean, she did. I felt like she has out of everyone. She's the one that like had her walls up that she she felt like she had to remain strong because remember, like it was clear. Everybody was like, are you OK? <laughs> everyone kept like, mm, you know, like checking in on her. And for and I remember there was a scene where Cap was like she was like, well, if I don't do this, who's going to do this? And he was like, maybe you, no one needs to do this, you know. And for me, it was just like she. I know what you're saying, though. And I and I feel like um, oh shit, I just lost my train of thought. But um, I was going to say, as they've explored other like mental disorders or disabilities, and and they've explored them so well in such a short amount of time, agoraphobia is presented in a lot of different ways, and they sort of hinted at it. But again, they didn't give Nat anything to do. They had all these characters sort of reacting to her. But or, I'm sorry, yeah, no Nat, but like. Let's see her try to maybe go after Clint because that's the only really clue I got was when they're like someone's going should go after him. And I'm like, well, it seems like something Black Widow should be able to take care of pretty easily. Like that's sort of how they met. It's weird that she's not doing it. But it to me, it never got to that again, that fully fleshed out point. And I feel like that's her whole problem in the entire saga, Infinity Saga, is that we never get to know her as a person. Well, I was going to say one of the saddest scenes when she does pass and and Cap, it was like, how do your friends not even know you? Because Cap was like, does she have any family? And uh, they said, yeah, us. And I was just like, how do you not know if she has, but that, I mean, it did up in that, uh, with the soul stone, when Clint says something about her dad's name and she's like, I didn't know it, you know? So it's clear that she, I know what you're saying. It seems like maybe she was the one that she didn't really get she her death is probably one of the saddest because it was like she didn't really get to reconcile a lot of that or and we you know give her yeah. a funeral or I, any kind I, of send off. I feel like oh, the I kind of feel the same with her, but now it's kind of fun. Now, now that you pointed out that exchange thing and she might be back, I'm like, oh, that that's a good point. But there is like that element where I was hoping Clint would go because I'm like Clint is wrapped up he had his Ronin we showed how cool he is he he has he, you know his, his family yeah they're gone they'll be they'll be fine you know it, he has like, a Disney plus though <laughs> series so like so like when it was like her getting smoked I was because I was like ah damn that even though we did get Gamora back before before we got that moment uh that real moment of having her back I was like damn we lost two women to this the same thing um but you know 
that, you know, I totally forget that when we have that super, you know, dope woman moment uh, in the final battle, which okay. I was like, oh, y'all, y'all did it. Like, it was like when it was when it went super fan servicey and I was like, oh, man, I don't care how many people are going <laughs> right? to complain online about this. <laughs> this is what I needed is just seeing all of this action pop off. And then just that anime style fight with uh, Captain Marvel and Thanos, just the anime, like, I'm going to headbutt you. And I was like, that didn't do anything. <laughs> you know? But then also that I thought it was a cool sequence of even Thanos doing the switch up of grabbing the Power Stone to puncher like he needed yeah the like yeah. it was just so much the fight sequence all that uh yeah this was you know big big moments if you if you have a daughter man they, they really came at you it was like boom right at the top with scott lang and his daughter I was like ouch boom then you see uh, <laughs> iron man with his daughter's like oh this moment ouch boom then you get the moment uh <laughs> you know clint when he misses his daughter ouch just back to back even thanos and his daughter oh yeah that was too hard big... on you oh just oh kill me now yeah like how 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 do you miss it thanos how do you miss it? you tore her literally apart like it was crazy but to go back to your earlier point about like the female empower like just g willow wilson is really that y'all if you it's probably inappropriate to call her but i'm so sorry but she she is awesome. Uh, she created the uh, the A Force, which is the all female Marvel team. Super dope. Uh, she Hulk has a really prominent role in a lot of characters that we haven't yet gotten to in the Marvel universe. But seeing these women that we've been like traveling with, and especially you kind of got like a little moment of this in Infinity War with the uh, Natalie Okoye Nakia mm-hmm. fight scene. Um, no, Scarlet Witch uh, fight scene. But here, like seeing all like six, eight of them, oh, so like many, yeah. just tearing shit down it was amazing they yeah. were wonderful i would see that moment like i really just want to see the fight over and over again yeah i mean just that moment where like scarlet witch is straight up about to murder <laughs> i don't even like, know who he's, you are he's just, he was <laughs> just he was about to die he was about to she die was so until close. it and it but it, it was so funny because like this is where the nerd brain gets in my way again because mm. i'm like you're still so much stronger in the comments. You can literally be you. You can snap without a right. Infinity you don't need gauntlet. an infinity gauntlet. But uh, I feel like which uh, is why they didn't do it in the movies mm-hmm. because that's that's what they do in X Men. They make their mm-hmm. women too powerful and then they have to cut them <laughs> off. That's, that's, they, they're always like, oh man, we made them too powerful. We have to kill them off. Mm-hmm. But I feel like the cool thing about the way the MCU is set up is that we could get that snap eventually. Like yeah. Give it like ten to fifteen. No, years if Thanos comes back, I'm gonna be so pissed. I just no, not what... Thanos now. Oh. We get Scarlet Witch. Yeah, Scarlet snap. Witch. Okay, good. She snaps was... at one point and eliminates like all of everybody with the X gene, right? Yeah, yeah. She 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 doesn't even. She says no more mutants. Just speaks the word, and they're gone. But no more mutants. And almost all of mutants are eradicated. Amazing. It's so good. Read House of M if you haven't read it yet. <laughs> it leads up to that. It's so good because it it and that's kind of why like everyone's like, I don't know why you need the X-Men. Uh but like the the stuff like House of M and Avengers versus X-Men is you have these two super teams. Like so far in what we've learned in this movie is the Avengers go uncontested. But in a world where X-Men exists, there's a whole nother team that if they feel like the Avengers step out line could go toe to toe with them. And that's what House of M was about is Wanda Maximoff. She has this break from reality. And the Avengers are like, <laughs> yo, we got to do something about that. She's now reached terrorist level. Yeah. And that's our territory. Yeah, yeah. And we have to kill someone. 
and they're basically having this discussion of whether or not to kill her and the X-Men are like she's our people's so this is our decision and they're having this fight and the fight eventually it's 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 very beautiful it's the rising tensions with that pisses Wanda off so much that she's just like you you all these problems and everyone's trying to have control over her it's like like really looking back on it is really just a kind of interesting look like she's just tired of all these like people in her life trying to tell her what to do and she's like no more mutants and people lose their powers i want to say it was so i think i was like yeah i think that they're going to introduce new characters and then when i saw the roster like when that final scene happened of just how many characters they had to bring back to really wrap this up i'm like oh yeah so it makes sense that they didn't introduce and because i'm like maybe they'll slide in i don't know maybe one of the new avengers like maybe i I don't know who the time someone bring back quicksilver who we really need bringing aaron taylor johnson back to the mcu but i was even like i don't know maybe america chavez will show up in here they're trying to get more, yeah. you know, um, queer representation. And I was like, maybe. And I just now when I looked at the Same. whole, I was oh, like, yeah. oh, I don't think they were going to do that in Endgame. I know. When After pe- being unrightfully dragged by Hector in our previous <laughs> MCU episode, when he pointed out I was complaining about the Civil War fight, this is what I wanted. That fight, when they rushed towards each other, looked like a comic book spread. I was mm. like... This is it. I almost bur- like I had all those dad tears and I almost burst into tears of just pure nerd happiness because, you know, you're the theater of your mind. When you read these comics, mm-hmm. you make something so exciting when you see these pictures come to life in your head and you would think you're like, this would be so cool as a movie, but they would never be able to do it. And to see it like to think. 10 years ago that Thanos like like look I know Thanos is a household name now but Thanos even in comics was this cosmic level hero mm-hmm. like I was explaining like the levels to like Marvel heroes to someone because they're because I was like it's crazy because Thanos is a cosmic hero and they're like what cosmic? I was like oh yeah no you have cosmic Marvel that's all space stuff I was like you get a taste of that from Guardians but there's a whole level of that then you got your Avengers level and then you got your street level which was cool because they were building it out with all their Netflix shows you had your street level heroes then you had the Defenders and now we're gonna see what happens with that you know Uh, (laughs) we'll be on Disney Plus in five years oh totally in a different form but Disney Plus is about to take over everything. Well, and I guess now Sony too, because um, Chris Miller and Philip Lord are now doing a Marvel TV series with Sony. Yeah, they yeah. just created like a nine-figure deal. I'm hearing rumors that there's going to be starting whole new departments of things over there for Hell them. Yeah. It's going to be yeah. wild. I'm so excited. But like looking to your earlier point about uh, introducing new characters, when Peter went back to high school, I swear I was looking for Kamala Khan. Like, where are you? <laughs> yeah. She might Show have been up. there. Where are you in the background? Maybe when, she's an Easter egg. Well, I feel like they've really started to establish a group of young people for sure. who can start taking the lead in the next arc. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see. Boy, if we give me do that get young that. adventures. Let's go. <laughs> well, that's what mm. I feel like Monica uh, Rambo was. That's what I feel like she's mm-hmm. gonna be when they introduced her. I mean, she I has know. to be so Tony Stark's and daughter a five year, for sure. And a five year time jump too. Yeah, mm-hmm. because she's uh, she's an adult now. Uh, it's been if it was the nineties, yeah. then she would She's be. She's twenty five thirty now. Yeah. We have to take a really quick break. We're gonna hop back into Endgame in just a minute. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. 
Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great tasting all natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. Now I'd like to introduce you to Meaningful Beauty, the famed skincare brand created by iconic supermodel Cindy Crawford. It's her secret to absolutely gorgeous skin. Meaningful Beauty makes powerful and effective skincare simple, and it's loved by millions of women. It's formulated for all ages and all skin tones and types, and it's designed to work as a complete skincare system, leaving your skin feeling soft, smooth, and nourished. I recommend starting with Cindy's Full Regimen, which contains all five of her best-selling products, including the amazing Youth Activating Melon. Melon Serum. This next generation serum has the power of melon leaf stem cell technology. It's melon leaf stem cells encapsulated for freshness and released onto the skin to support a visible reduction in the appearance of wrinkles. With thousands of glowing five-star reviews, why not give it a try? Subscribe today and you can get the amazing Meaningful Beauty system for just $49.95. That includes our introductory five-piece system, free gifts, free shipping, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. All of that available at MeaningfulBeauty.com. And we're back. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, so I also loved seeing um, that moment between Peter Parker and Tony Stark. That was another two year moment for me. Was... And honestly, getting to have Pepper have her moment in the suit, like truly loved that. Yeah, having Rescue finally show mm-hmm. up, that was beautiful. Yeah. I mean, there, there was so much, oh my gosh, there was so much just dope moments sprinkled in. But I think Rescue is one of the biggest moments because I remember that meme going around before the movie where they're like, what is Pepper Potts going to do? <laughs> because, yeah, up until this point, we totally forgot about Rescue. If you think about how long ago Iron Man 3 was. Mm-hmm. So for her to show up and it's like, I'm going to show y'all what I'm going to do. <laughs> yeah, their like dual moment on the battlefield was really oh, yeah. dope. That was beautiful. I like the uh, Thor combo with Iron Man's suit. Mm-hmm. And of course, the scene that everybody can't stop talking about. The scene that I was at the press screen and you know how I have you know how people try and be there. Wait, which Everyone's, time were you there? I was there at one. Okay, so you're the screening. I yeah. was at the nine o'clock okay. and it was But wild. you know you know how people at press screens try and be all professional. They never never no, laugh. That did not happen at this guy. Okay. Yeah. There were loud sobs in oh, my theater. Oh, okay. Cause in mine there was no like all the oh, funny annoying. moments there was just like <laughs> Like, really? You know, yeah. So there was a dude Terrible. next to me click, clacking loud on his keyboard. Like, it was like what? straight up. Yeah. You're typing the review in the movie series? Yes. Get the what? fuck out of the theater. Yeah. So, but everyone's trying to be professional. 
When I say Cap got that hammer and everyone just lost it, it erupted, it just made it more. I'm glad people were trying to keep it together because it made that more powerful that everyone forgot that, that they were trying to, you know, out here trying to pretend like they're professional. We went wild. Cap grabbing the hammer is something. It's crazy to me because I feel like I'm working on an article right now about what changed in Cap that made him worthy to carry the hammer versus in Avengers 1 when mm-hmm. they all tried to pick up the hammer. Right. And it was only Thor who was worthy, which sort of makes Thor like the only pure hero from the start, yeah. which really changes your perspective. Like Thor changed so much from Ragnarok to right the F now that I feel like there's so much more. The character has blossomed so beautifully into himself. And now we've had. Three people carry the hammer. Uh, Thor, Captain America, and then uh, Vision carried it for a brief moment in Ultron, I think. Yeah. Um, so what? What? what is your, if you don't uh, mind... What changed? It, what do you think changed? Uh, I he was honest guess. with uh, Tony. The fact, because he knew about um, the Winter Soldier oh. and killing Tony's parents. And so he was lying and keeping a secret. And I think that... I'm not even sure if the hammer had a problem with it, but I think that... Cap had a problem with it and could yeah. would never have seen himself truly worthy. Um, because it was the only it was his only secret from the Avengers. It was really his only betrayal of the Avengers ever. And every time after that, he's just very straightforward with him. It literally caused the civil war right. between them. Yeah. Uh, so that was a mess. So I think uh, him coming clean about that, him kind of restoring things with Bucky, which we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I think that his conscience is clear and he's good to move forward now. Oh, nice. I, I felt it thought? was, uh, my thought was that he's prideful. I feel like. interesting. Yeah, I feel like Captain America has a lot of pride because it takes a certain level of pride for him to just like. Is he has a negative to, thing? Uh, I I think he, he like, you know how you can be prideful and that's fine, but mm-hmm. you just have too much pride. There's the, a confidence. There's definitely a line. And he never took an L. You know, he never took an L. Well, he's yeah. frozen in ice for 80 years. I mean, but that's, that, 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 that's more Losing of a pause. Losing the love of his life. That's more of a pause. Like, I mean, he like as far as for him fighting for justice, never took an L. And Thanos handed him that L, and it made him reevaluate everything he is. Okay. But I like yours better. <laughs> I do like seeing Tony at the top in group therapy. Mm-hmm. The idea of, like, a man from that generation, and especially a guy that, like, a lot of maybe less woke men kind of feels like the manliest man for him to be like in therapy talking to dudes about feelings and being like, you know, we should open up and talk and this is yeah. how I'm going to process my grief. Uh, at those point and important. Yeah. Speaking of which I'm going to uh, touch on that moment. Like for a hot second, it was real for, for a hot second for me, it was real cool that, you know, one of the Russos did that cameo and openly talked about a gay relationship. And then it fizzled out when I was like, Oh, that's just another off screen gay relationship. Okay, so I have two Ooh. really strong feelings about it. So as a queer person, I think any attempt to celebrate this moment is like, it's our first gay character. Sit sit your whole ass down. Uh, Netflix has had gay characters in your Marvel series, and to overlook them is a travesty. They did really awesome work. They had on-screen relationships. They were complicated. They were much more than just being gay in a five-second moment. However, I think that by the one of the Russo brothers playing the character himself is making right. a statement of like, we would really like to make strides in this. This is a global company. Disney has to please many, 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 many markets. Uh, you can still be killed for being queer in some places. A lot of places will not screen your movie if there are, is even one gay character in it. It's not. It doesn't feel like a win here. But this movie screening everywhere. I feel like it's a win yeah. other places. And so, yeah, I, I definitely think people were like, 
No, it's great. It's like breaking down boundaries. Like, be excited. I'm not excited about it. But as far as Rooster Brothers being like, you know, we want to do more of this and we think it was important to try to fit something somewhere in here, like, yeah. hats off to that. Yeah. And I, yeah, and I definitely don't want to take anyone's dub away. Like, right. if you feel great by it, great. I just, you know, I just want to hold the bar up a little high. It be I, just, I, will welcome, <laughs> I will welcome, I will welcome any you know, anything like this. I do want to say that we've talked about men crying in media and I did appreciate how much they had of that. Not only that scene with Joe Russo talking about how he cried. And to me, it was like not even sad. It was kind of a beautiful thing to have someone you know, sitting across from you that cries and then you cry too. And it's kind of like, this is just a state of where we're at. And I feel like is relatable to our world sometimes today with some of the horrors going on. But then Thor repeatedly crying, like, you know, getting to see, and he's cried before, but just so openly, like you said, like the God of thunder, this like super hyper masculine person. And, mm-hmm. and that moment that he has with Hulk, where Hulk is even like, um, you know, you're in a rough spot and, and I've been there too. And you know, who pulled me out of it? You did. I saw this movie. <laughs> yesterday that's why i remember so much of these lines um but it's seeing these two super hyper masculine like men that are saying it's okay to cry dude i'm here for you and i feel like and they have such the a bro relationship they too. really i mean they're super bro yes. especially with the, especially with bruce and his new like um you know hanes uh fitted tees <laughs> and uh <laughs> which was funny we got two we got two super hulked out um men in essentially like calvin klein um soft cotton shirts yes. which was thanos in his little cot cottage i'm like what is he doing he's wearing this like target brand whatever soft material I mean, loom v-neck classic yeah. someone pointed it out and it is hilarious when you think about it this way but yeah mans was just trying to make breakfast in his- <laughs> Oh, so funny. Uh, he has oh, the spices. God. He like has <laughs> a little cake. He like salts. I laughed out loud when he like took the little Same. salts and spices. I like laughed. Like, it's such that. a nice touch, and also like this idea of what I what I like most about Thanos as a villain, and I think what steered some people in a weird direction on Ultron. Like Ultron is born to do one thing, and immediately like corrupts that, and it's just really basic for a robot to be like, does not compute, destroy all humans. But for Thanos, it was really like, I've seen a lot of terrible crap. And if there were less people, we would have to deal with less of this crap. It's an awful utilitarian view of the galaxy. But it's also so justified in his mind that as a villain, you're like, crap. Yeah, someone described this. Someone tweeted this and it made so much sense is Thanos is a simple solution for a complex problem mm-hmm. which is essentially fascism like mm-hmm. that that is that it, he is a metaphor for fascism a simple solution for a complex problem oh there's too many people just kill half of them and i'm not gonna look so i'm being fair mm-hmm. are you yeah it's, it's random because selection. you're not you're not allowing yourself to be selected in that you're not <laughs> allowing any of your daughters to be selected as a matter of fact you didn't allow any of your homies to get snapped mm-hmm. you just said half of anyone except me although i think his homies all he would have their civilization and then pick his favorites. Yeah, yeah. I truly don't think him. that he cares. I mean, and also like sacrificing Gamora, he clearly doesn't. I mean, um, he does. He he has essentially had to care for that to work. Well, but it's so interesting <laughs> that part of it because I was thinking that too. It was like sacrifice what you love. Um, the fact that Nat and Clint like that was so one that could have been really awkward. Yeah. <laughs> 
Like, what if they both fell? No, but, like, what if one of them didn't, like, and it was like, oh, you didn't actually love them, so you didn't get the stone. That would be hella awkward. I, that, wow, I would have been floored if something like that happened. But it's also crazy to me because in Nat and Clint, the sacrifice was a self-sacrifice. Yeah. And so, it feels really yeah, weird to me that that worked. I, oh, no, I'm, that's what exactly what I mean, though, is about like how, because I was weighing this in my head. I was trying to understand this part. Like, what if they had done Rhodes and, ne- and Nebula had switched? Like, what if they were the ones that were going to the Soul Stone? they been effed. Right? Yeah. So I was trying to like weigh that in my head of like, how is this working? And essentially Nat pushed herself off. Although he saves her and then she says, let me go, right? Yeah. And so he he does have to yeah. physically do the letting go. So, okay. No, she, she like twisted her hand out of him and mm. she kicked herself off of him. Anyways, we're getting really specific here. I, I think it's but important. There's a lot of like little details. I was thinking of that exact, that like thought was in my head of like, oh, how is this going to work? And does it need to be someone like as in Clint's wife or somebody like his child? Or I guess it's just like a friend that he loves. Yeah. Um, I think it's anyone you'd say I love you. <laughs> it doesn't. It, has, it doesn't have to be. A I think it's just that there's no relationship with anybody he has like he has with Nat. Like yeah, he, his wife is his wife, and that's his his life partner. But Nat and him have both been through the grime, and he essentially turned into Nat after the snap, what she was doing like before she got into the Avengers. Right. And so I think that they're the only ones who could fully understand each other's entire stories here's something that someone uh brought up in the discord that was something i did note i even mentioned it in the candy dinner episode so i'm just gonna mention it again it, it was kind of weird he was only going after major people of color <laughs> like like it was it was the cartel yeah and then it was Yakuza. oh no f that for life yeah. i was like we have like homegrown white national yeah, terrorists exactly right i'm you like that you start you went all like, the way to mexico my guy you but, go to japan just to kill people but like, but in the end it was like those are like the media cooler like ones and obviously that's by design because of things like this but it's like we all know sicario and we all know yakuza and it's like all right but you Honestly, can I feel like do they were one. like japan makes a really cool backdrop percent, especially since totally. that's his total aesthetic too. yeah it is because yeah. he's ronin Remember, and he has. The, let's have him have this samurai sword battle. Oh, it's At so least let cool. my guy, you know, go toe to toe a little bit and not get sliced up. Listen, here's my other problem: is like, I don't feel like Jeremy Renner embodied like a Ronin very well. Like even his like sword movements, I've just watched way too much like anime and like Japanese shows to be like this. Is, doesn't feel right. It's like really stiff. You know, this, I just don't. I didn't care for the storyline at all. I just don't. It might just be my issues with Jeremy Renner. I just didn't like it. I didn't care for it. Wait, you got beef with Jeremy Renner? I don't even have beef with Jeremy Renner. I just don't enjoy him very much. All right. I find him kind of bland. I thought Hawkeye had a lot of the same problems as Black Widow. It's just never really gotten fleshed out. And they get you with, like, it's his family, so it's going to be painful. And everybody can identify because most people have a family. Yeah. Um, Except for Natasha. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Natasha. Uh, So, yeah, I don't know. It just... Well, I honestly thought, like, a part of me was, like, that's why she has to, that's why they killed her, because she doesn't have a family, you know? And so I thought that that was really fascinating. Not to go back to that scene, but I just, Mm -hmm. I don't know why it really just stuck out to me as, like, 
who's going to die? And Clint was like, it should be me. But he was the one that had kids and a wife and kids. And then it was kind of a bad commentary about us that aren't married with kids. Yes. And it's like, your oh, lives but, are yeah. disposed. <laughs> and I'm not saying that the, it just was like something that I took as an unmarried woman of like, oh, if I, you know, when you're watching these scenarios, they're like, oh, I guess if, if it were us, I guess I should sacrifice <laughs> myself because you have a family. That nah, makes sense. I should and sacrifice honestly, myself because I got a family. Um, and so that, but honestly, like it was wasn't even a bad it was just like you know you put yourself in this scenario this apocalyptic scenario of would I do this um yeah to go back to the New York Times articles the writers were talking about how they're like it would have just been way too melodramatic to introduce Clint, Clint as Ronan oh, watch yeah, mm-hmm. watch his family disappear and then have, have him go on this himself. whole like dark rage okay, so and then that. die yeah they were like it was just too melodramatic and you know the way they had set up with you know her being like a reclusive and like this is your only family like it makes sense for her to want to do like one good thing and I guess for my money I understood what Nat was doing like this whole time the one good thing we have seen about her doing is constantly trying to be a part of the team yeah and it seems consistent that she was trying to convince herself more than anyone that she was belonged here and was a part of the team yeah Um, we saw her try it with Nick when she was like you're gone and that's not cool you're essentially my surrogate father I don't like that Uh, then we saw it with Cap when she was like no we're gonna help get you acclimated to this new world you don't need to worry we saw her all the time with uh, Hawkeye and so for her to be like no this is something I want to do it makes sense for her character I I wasn't too upset at her death, I just wish we had more of her before it happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have to take another break, and then we're gonna hop into the rest of Endgame right after. We'll this. Get to the end of Endgame. <laughs> this is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O. T-I-K-A dot com. Now I'd like to introduce you to Meaningful Beauty, the famed skincare brand created by iconic supermodel Cindy Crawford. It's her secret to absolutely gorgeous skin. Meaningful Beauty makes powerful and effective skincare simple, and it's loved by millions of women. It's formulated for all ages and all skin tones and types, and it's designed to work as a complete skincare system, leaving your skin feeling soft, smooth, and nourished. I recommend starting with Cindy's Full Regimen, which contains all five of her best-selling products, including the amazing Youth Activating Melody, 
Melon Serum. This next generation serum has the power of Melon Leaf stem cell technology. It's Melon Leaf stem cells encapsulated for freshness and released onto the skin to support a visible reduction in the appearance of wrinkles. With thousands of glowing five-star reviews, why not give it a try? Subscribe today and you can get the amazing Meaningful Beauty system for just $49.95. That includes our introductory five-piece system, free gifts, free shipping, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. All of that available at MeaningfulBeauty.com. And we're back. And I know that everyone has talked about time travel. I've seen a lot of conversations about it. To me, I think if we were talking in the Discord, it kind of follows me uh, DBZ time travel laws. (laughs) Where you could just uh, pop up and leave as you No, no, no. no. Where if you go into a different... It was kind of what... um, I forgot her name. Who's um, the bald... The ancient one? Yeah. The ancient one. It was kind of what the ancient one was saying... Um, if you affect this timeline, like you're not, you might be helping your timeline, but you're going to forever change the following, the other timelines. Um, so I, this was my main question with, even though Cap went back and put all this, the stones back, Gamora. Okay. So Gamora is dead in the current timeline. Yes. The one that we have is 2014 Gamora. Mm-hmm. So that timeline, that Peter Quill that we saw get punched out. He will never fall in love with Gamora. No. If she she stays in our timeline, which I think she will. I think she's going to be in the next Guardians. I think she's going to, I think Peter's going to fall, like, I think she's going to fall in love with Peter again. I think that she has no reason to go back to 2014. Her sister is dead. Her dad is dead. I think Nebula, the current Nebula is in this time. So current, so 2014 Gamora, I think is going to stay in this time. But what I'm saying is it's kind of sad for okay. that Peter Quill, who well, will never here's, 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 broke yeah. this down for me. So there's two okay. there's two timeline theories they give you in the film, yeah. and that's why it's confusing, and you had to be paying really close attention. So the first timeline theory is the one you projected, the ancient one, was like, yeah. listen, if you remove things, you're going to F up and create a second timeline. That's what I was thinking about the whole movie. But Ash Crossman was like, yeah, okay, but remember when uh, Banner is having the conversation yeah. about time travel, where essentially he says, whatever you change just makes a change. So like, if your past self comes to the future, then your future becomes your past. And now you've created a new arc for yourself. So it's the same reason why Nebula isn't dead right now, which makes me upset because I cannot an astrophysicist and I can't quite write it in my mind. You killed yourself. So you should be dead. Yeah. Both of you should have dropped. But no, she created a different timeline. Well, it's even more so it's not necessarily creating a different timeline because that, that is what I was going to quote is basically what Hulk was saying was this idea of you going back in time, changing things and it affecting your future isn't true because that moment where you go back in time is now your future. Right, right, right. So, yes. so yeah. you, it is not necessarily creating a new timeline. It's almost as if you started it and went back and added it to your current timeline. Right. So you experienced everything up until that point and came, but everything that changes is just new. If that makes sense. But that timeline is still affected. The one that you pulled. You've already lifted. No, the one that you pulled Gamora out of. Mm -hmm. She doesn't exist. She's not in 2014 anymore. If she stays in the present day, there's not still a Gamora in 2014. According to the Hulk, the way he said it, 2014 already happened. So you're just pulling uh, Gamora into 2019, but tw- all the events are almost destined. They've already happened. So you don't interrupt that. 
So so basically, my only question was, okay, so Peter will still get to have a Gamora, and he probably will also get this Gamora. Yeah. Like, so I do think that she's going to – this is my thing that I'm going to pr- project that we've talked a little bit in Discord. I do think she's going to pop back up in Guardians. I think oh, that yeah. was a, 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 a little Easter egg that they showed when it said searching for Gamora at the very end when, you know, when Thor came onto the ship. Um, when Peter was looking, I that was – that. Oh, he, it said searching for – he was looking for Gamora. And I think that was an Easter egg of she's going to pop up. She might not be leaving the ship with them with Nebula mm-hmm. and Thor – and Quill and uh, and Rocket and Groot, but I think that she will. I think that was the the best way for them to be like, oh, she's not dead. How are we going to get her back in here? How are we going to you know finish out this franchise? And I think that was the the way. Yeah. Also, I'd it. imagine like Gamora. If you went back to 2014, Gamora, and she just got realized that she's in the future, and she's into this guy, she's not going to just go back on the ship. I think she's like, I'm a leave right <laughs> like, totally good morning needs She's some super, time because yeah. like if you if go back and watch the guardians like in the first one it's all about like we could be a team and you know if you want to go after your father that's a thing we could do too like but like let's just try to figure this out and then part two is all about like we just have to admit that we love each other <laughs> like yeah. can we just say the words and believe it it'll be okay and so i think the next one will be about him trying to figure out how to get her in a way that isn't brought together by tragedy which will be really interesting because Gamora's entire life has just been like one long tragic event yeah. mm-hmm. and now she's on her own and she's got this like level of independence and I think that Peter's gonna have to come to terms with that and give her like space and time to figure out what she wants before she could even possibly begin to be in a relationship like what a crazy thing to be pulled out of time meet your sister kind of become sisters kill your father together and then find out you have this entire life that you can't remember it's just wild. I just realized that we had two women that killed themselves because Natasha killed herself and Nebula killed herself yeah. even though it wasn't like her mm-hmm. but she killed the other version of herself I thought the saddest part of that when they were like you know you can change and she was like he won't let me and it was just so her her character arc is just so tragic it really mm-hmm. is and so it's at least exciting even though that Nebula didn't survive that this new Nebula with the next Guardians I'm excited to see what will become of her character yeah it's cool it's exciting because like even though she died she was really just killing off a part of herself she never liked anyway and it's to me it's so much less tragic because it's something that she always wanted to shed even even the self who's like I can't change desires to Mm -hmm. wants to and so for her to be like you know this is gone and I'm just going to be whoever I want to be. It's exciting. And I hope we like, I really like her in uh, guardians too. When she's like finally on her own and yeah. it's like, I'm going to just sell these people and I'm over it. She's so badass, And I think we're going to get a lot of that kind of like fun, badass nebula that we haven't had a lot of time. with. I love aside from the cap versus cap fight, the nebula versus nebula fight. And then when she smacks her and um, she's like, you're weak. And she's like, I'm you. And I was like, Oh, that's such a good line. Yeah, oh yeah, I'd like that, that was too, so really like such a, Oh, put in your, face oh, so many of those it was so good too because uh was, yeah, there were so many like fun breadcrumbs that are just inf- you're basically <laughs> a lot of decisions were made based off of it's things established way long like the fact like you can sit there and be like why was it so easy for Gamora to just switch sides? Or you can go back and watch the movies and know that she oh, never course. was on his side. Never. So it was yeah. so e- like the moment like she was like, "Yo, <laughs> Thanos is trash." You knew like, "Oh, she's gonna turn." Like yeah. there was no, and I like that they did honor that. That they they didn't they didn't add no extra convincing. She just needed to hear that one line from the future to confirm like every yeah, it's bad if he wins because. She, 
every all the other movies have confirmed that Gamora never really was rocking with him. And like Nebula that. has figured out how to talk to her sister in such yeah. a way that she would be able to convince her in a couple of short. Like it took her so long to figure out, like, how do I say I want to be your sister? You yeah. know, mm-hmm. you've hurt me so much. I don't know how to forgive you for that, and also seek this relationship. But she's already lived all that and gotten over it, so she can just meet her like right where she is, I'll, which is great. Yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm just good? so excited about the good storytelling, but just also the simple fact that. All she needed to get Kamara on her side is to be like, in the future, we're we're good. We're because cool. and that <laughs> yeah, all that's that true. honors that that's all Gamora wanted. Mm-hmm. Gamora, it was that's one thing I do like about Gamora and Nebula storyline because it's such a relatable sibling storyline of like y'all both kind of want the same thing, but you're <laughs> mad at each other and you don't know why. Mm-hmm. And you see so many siblings pit together that way. You know, if if you were the sibling that got better grades, your sister, your little sibling hates you and you don't know why. You're just trying to be good and you're trying to connect and they don't want to connect with you because, and it's all because of just how the parents kind of treat that. But you don't have any of that info. So you're just trying to communicate until you finally break through. So the fact that like Nebula came into this movie with the information of like, oh, she does love me. She just doesn't know why I do not like her. So if I just tell her we're, it was, I just like that. It's just such a product of good storytelling. Speaking of good storytelling and complicated siblings, can we talk about Loki's sneak off? <laughs> it kills me. It was so, so much. It was like I said, there's a lot of fan service in this movie and that was the most Loki <laughs> fan service you could do of seeing him do be like, "Okay." <laughs> like the classic like uh oh my gosh, Vaudevillian like creeper stalk off like he's on tippy toes hunched over like sneaking out of frame i'm like this is comedic gold yeah and it sets up so like i feel like the way they like left little threads for the disney plus series i was like give it give me these morsels like even scarlet witch's big moment we know that uh it should is it wandavision why didn't you call it scarlet vision disney i never understand your decisions uh but wandavision is coming and i feel like with the stones being placed back we could be very close to having the like the resurrection of vision um she got such a great line of just you know you've ruined my life i know you yeah taken everything oh my so freaking good you know before we're getting towards the end of this and i do want to wrap up one last thing another relationship thing that i thought closed up years almost got me in my feels was tony and his dad yeah oh lord I because cried. that was it like he just it was years of everything he thought about his father being cleared up the, the moment he was like i will do anything for that kid yeah and i'm just so consumed by my work that i cannot focus on him but i do love that kid i was like Oh my God! He needed to hear that. Have you rewatched the scene from Civil War at the top where he creates? So he creates this thing called Barf, which is a binary automated something or other. Basically, it's the thing he creates that connects to his hippocampus and it projects his parents. And he gets to tell his parents. It's the last time he saw his parents. It's when they do the young Robert Downey Jr. Uh, and he gets to tell his parents like what he always wanted to say before they died, which was essentially Tony's actual words to him were like. It's okay, Dad. You did the best you could, mm-hmm. right? We get in here. The last line he says to his dad is almost identical, but instead of yeah. just a walk off, his dad gets to respond. And if that doesn't just give you the shivers, like I, I just wrote this article about the legacy of Tony Stark because it didn't strike me how much I liked the character until his journey ended. Because to me, I'm like rich, entitled white douchebag. Like, 
okay, it's fine. Like Robert Downey Jr. is Jr. is infectious. Like you love his performance. You want to watch him. He's like a wonderful performer. But Tony Stark is constantly just running headlong into decisions and making giant mistakes and then really getting mad when people are like, he wants to clean up his own mistakes, but he doesn't want to really take responsibility ever. Yes. You know, he's he's sorry that it happened, but like, I'll correct it and I'll do it by myself and it'll all be fine. And that constant like tripping over himself is always causing problems. And it's what makes his final snap so peak perfect because one, he's got the assurance that this is the only way and we've seen tony constantly through every iron man movie through every avengers movie put his body on the line he's willing to die for this cause but it's never really been worth it you didn't ever really have to you were never going to be the leader that captain america just naturally was but you didn't need to be you were a rebel and a patriot and that is so american and so close to the ideals that captain america holds to his heart it's so close to what your dad was always trying to achieve like all these heroes that he felt were so far away from him gave him the respect. I mean, the fact that what Cap does with his life after is just value Tony's message and Tony's agenda. And yeah. he's like, I'm just going to go and live yeah. a simple life because we all deserve to have that at some point. It is the most miraculous arc. Like, it is. I hope that eventually we can get this with all of the characters. Oh, yeah. But the way they did it with Tony, was it was pitch perfect. But the most, I think the thing that made it the most perfect, the icing on the top is the fact that Tony ends the way the MCU started. The MCU started at the end of Iron Man when he says, I am Iron Man. Yeah. And the last line that Tony Stark says in the MCU is, I am Iron Man. Just all, just, whew, I got to breathe a second or I'm going to just Even lose it. Even Pepper's reaction of, it's okay, you could just go. Yeah, you oh, can rest now. That, oh, oh yeah. let's, let's talk about that performance. I, I compared this this performance akin to Jackie O during Kennedy's death, uh, oh, yeah. which if you don't remember or don't, you don't have to go look it up. I will explain what happens <laughs> uh, she jumps to the back of the car and to grab a piece of his head. And when asked why, I was like, I didn't know. I just went into mode and I just thought it would help. And there's something about seeing Pepper Potts just everyone's freaking out and she's like goes into right. full serious. She puts yeah. all her emotions aside because she's like, this is all he needs to hear right now. And the moment she passes away, then her real emotion comes in. That performance and just the realness of that, of just like, yeah, in a crisis time, you're like, no, first business, mm. then me. Yeah. And she has to stay strong because that's the last face that he saw. You know, she put her face like she moved. Uh, not that I don't love Peter Parker, but she moved Peter Parker to the yeah. side very much like gave him over like someone needs to take care of this kid. This is my time to be with my husband. Like, this is my time to be with the one that be here right now, Peter. Like, yeah, what, this, this is, is you don't need to see your mentor die. Yeah, this is. And so she made sure that is like so important. She was like this. I. Uh, she is the last face he's going to see and in order for him to rest and or he can't see her crying and feeling like everything is going to go you know he needs to see her okay and she says we're going to be okay but also in going in this great writing and constantly flipping the script every single time that tony has put his life on the line he calls pepper and every single time she can't pick up the phone because she's always trying to save him she's always trying to get back to him to save him so this idea of this is the last time we even see it at the top of this film and even after he dies he leaves her a message he's always trying to reach pepper and so this idea that as he's dying he doesn't have to reach her he's right she's right there for him and she's the one giving him the message of it's going to be okay and you can be strong and you can do what you need to do it's it's just really beautiful like their relationship as minimal as it's been has it's been really lovely to watch yeah and the i think the last tiny thing i'm gonna say about marvel in the mcu is just how awesome and dynamic not was it not only as a story what it told but also for 
Robert Downey Jr.'s career. Yeah. <laughs> this MCU changed his life. Yes. He was like the laughing stock burnout in Hollywood. And I mean, in rehab, he yeah, had, he had bang, a fight. Bang. Yeah, yeah. He, he was on the rise, but but I, like he was, but he definitely like you know, and not not like trying to trash him. I'm just saying, like yeah. that's that's just where he was to like this untouchable superstar who seems like he might be getting ready to retire. He can if he wants, or he can do whatever movie he wants. I just love just someone getting a second chance, like doing the work getting a second chance and really showing us just how great he was because not only was this a great movie, but his performance from when he's malnourished and Mm -hmm. this to coming back, like you really, it was great. And I didn't get to tweet this out, but what I wanted to say is Endgame felt like everyone saw Black Panther get that Oscar nod (laughs) and was like, oh, all right, let's go. We're going to be real. Because, yeah. right because everyone brought their acting game. Like it's it transcended a quote unquote superhero movie to like as an actor, it inspired me. I would. I also love the fact that um, Tony is so much of Robert Downey Jr. Yes. Like um, the fact that this man did get a second chance at life. Robert Downey Jr., who was an alcoholic and he played an alcoholic and Tony Stark and like a man who's tormented, who has pushed people away in his life to then come full circle in the way that I feel like you know, Robert Downey Jr. has. Um, I was told that, and I didn't know, one, he had to like fight to audition uh, for this, and I know that John Favreau really believed in him, so he was a huge win at the premiere. John Favreau, when they announced him, like everybody, like gave him a roaring applause because without him, I don't think that we would have. Um, I didn't know that, and that makes Happy Antonio's relationship. I know like, so much better, yeah, like, so much sweeter. Um, and then um, I think that they wanted to go. Marvel wanted to go with um. Tom Cruise. So that would have been a totally oh, different. Um, oh, man. Um, oh, man. I had this argument with Mark Ellis, who is a good friend of mine. He was on our Infinity War review, yeah. I believe. Um, he's the one that told me that. And um, he was like, what? No, don't try. And I'm like, no, no, Mark. It was so funny. Someone tweeted and was like, the characters are not the 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 actors. Like, um, Chris Hemsworth is not Thor. And uh, Mark Ruffalo is not Hulk. But Robert Downey Jr. Junior is Tony Stark. <laughs> yeah, like no, yes. he is him. Yeah. Everybody else is just, but he is he is one with yeah. I mean, I I can't imagine anyone. Marvel else. and we made, don't. Yeah, Marvel made all of their all the royalty in the world we know people of color. Actually, they're all black people, and it made me want to cry. Uh, Valkyrie is king of Asgard right now mm-hmm. uh, Namor when Okoye was like we, we're not worrying about those earthquakes we don't do anything about the earthquakes don't check them out don't look I was like Namor is coming the Submariner's <laughs> here like the way again they just set up so many like little threads and little things for us to be so excited about and then for them to not give us anything at the end just tells me that they are cooking I know. and I just cannot wait to see what the next phase is going to bring where their focus is going to be but I think even as small as the queer representation was, uh, the amount of POC that had really like monumental positions in the Avengers now, uh, including uh, Sam getting Captain Shield, I feel like they're making a very strong statement at the end of uh, the Infinity Saga of like, yeah, we're coming for like disenfranchised people next. We know our mm-hmm. first half was very Caucasian, uh, it was very straight, but we, we see you and we're we're gonna expand. So I really look forward to it. Yeah. 
How's everybody doing? <laughs> no, I think that's uh, I think that's our. Yeah, good about that's it, yeah. A, yeah, that's it. Um, what did you all think? Tweet at us. You know, in the Discord, we're already got the conversation going. So, uh, Discord.gg slash Salt Squad. Spoiler chat. Danny was getting it in. I knew I missed. I think I came back to like 200 messages. Damn. It was about the time travel thing. Yeah. Everybody went It over. was Gamora. I was like, no, she's coming back. Trust me. Oh, Even though my original question was like, is she coming back? And then I was like, <laughs> I thought y'all were going to say she was. And this is why I need to prove to you that she is. Yeah, Danny had charts and everything. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, you know me, if you want anyway, I-F-Y-N-W-A-D-I-D-B-U on twitter and instagram this is out this week so uh this saturday if you are in the phoenix area uh me and the white women guys will be performing at the phoenix improv fest so def pull up for that as always catch a boy on twitch if d's i f d e e e z we're always doing some fun stuff in there carl has popped on for sports game carl tart of culture kings comedy bang bang all that and you know you never know danny's gonna pop on soon and you, you before you even know it you'll be chatting <laughs> with us when we play some video games Yay. uh but yeah come through drop that sub remember twitch prime subs you got to come back every month unless you upgraded to a regular sub which will just do it automatically if you're just like i want to support iffy but i ain't got time to see you sit up yelling at the screen i feel like there were a few people who stopped by and followed while i was in the middle of yelling about a game (laughs) like it was just me yelling mad i think it was the final boss for far cry new dawn i was entertaining so mad i was so (laughs) mad i was cursing uh, which, you know, if you listen to Nerdives, and that's a whole new side of me uh, that you're getting to learn. People come into my chat and they're like, can we curse here? And I was like, yeah. Uh, yeah, sorry. That went on a huge tangent yet again. <laughs> that's okay. Um, the only thing that I was going to plug is I wrote a really personal piece on how Endgame tackled um, failure, loss, and depression as someone that has depression, and that is up on Playboy that you can check out and read. Um, Yeet. I'm at Ms. Danny Fernandez. Joel, where can everyone catch you? Yes, so many places. Uh, come join me on Twitter. I'm there 16 hours a day. I'm addicted. I live there. Joke you say Twitter? Me. Yes. Me too. Uh, you know it's me. It's Joel Monique. It's so easy to find us. We're always there. Uh, yeah, and also I'll be in Ontario, California doing uh, Comic-Con Revolution. It's going to be really awesome. I have four panels there. Uh, it's like Ladies of the Dark Side. We're doing a tribute to Stan Lee. I'm interviewing the guys of... Um, Samurai Jack, and then also the voice of Darth Maul. So it's going to be like a whole stacked Saturday. You could just come follow me panel to panel. Uh, It's a really great con. It's super small, and most of the creators like hang out afterwards and talk to people. It's intimate and lovely. Uh, So if you see there, say, if you're there, say hi. Yeah. And that's it. Like we always say, stay nerdy. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility right here right now find your beautiful new floor at right rug flooring choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee 
visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? It's estimated over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. To save, visit HealthLock.com today.